Public Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Resurrect the Republic. Truth Radio Broadcast. On RBN. The Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. My name is Chris Switzer. I am the Freedom Ministry. You're listening to RBN, of course. This is RTR Truth Media. Every Sunday between 1 and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm joined by my co-host here, Rachel Tobias. Hello. Uh, (laughs) How are we doing today? And uh, There's actually snow coming down where I'm at in New Jersey. How about where you are? Yeah, there's a snow on Monday. And probably about a foot of it, which means people are stuck inside, but what else is new? (laughs) Right, right. Well, um, it's going to be a cold one, I know that for sure. I was reading an article uh, in Los Angeles at one of the mega testing centers. You know how they have these mega sites, I guess. Um, They protested and kind of made the long lines even longer, apparently. And I was just reading one of the quotes from somebody interviewed, you know, who was upset about this, you know, making it longer for him to, you know, to get his vaccination that he's been waiting for forever. Um, I I mean, I'd say to those people, you know, let them go right to the front of the line, you know, here, roll up your sleeve, you know, be be the guinea pig. Um, I have no problem with that. It's just the people that want to listen to it, you know, want to hear you. Um, that that's the stuff that you know. Those are the people I'm I'm looking to to get the message to. In other words, yeah, I'm surprised they don't start just selling lottery tickets, you know, and a big winner gets to go to the front kind of thing, and then they raise money for the state. <laughs> Not trying to give anyone ideas. Yeah. yeah, that's like fighting to get to the front of the box cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's absolutely um, in, insane, insane um, to me. Like people just <laughs> don't understand anything about vaccinations. Apparently, it's like normally vaccinations take so long, you know, for them to even mm-hmm. um, bring them out to market, and even then, there's there's problems with them, you know, for the most part, by and large. But yeah. with one, no, 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 we don't care. It's an emergency. Roll it out. You know, just take the and- shot. Chris, let me say, and I've said this before, I'm not necessarily anti-vaccine. I don't really care other people's position. But even if I were to snap my fingers and no one got hurt from these rushed vaccines or they were totally safe or whatever, I don't appreciate the circumstances revolving around them. And I don't appreciate the precedence that it sets, the conversations about making them mandatory or having these passports or, you know, basically shutting down society until there's proof of these things. Like for a virus that's very that's you know dangerous mostly to people that have comorbidities whether you want to say there is a virus or isn't for the most part you know however you want to say it is or isn't it's even if there was just a flu going around whatever it typically tends to be more dangerous for people who have serious underlying conditions right and so i don't like the whole circumstances like i said i don't like the whole conversations that are less about people making personal health choices and more about 
how can we get the state to force people or strong arm them? And how can we shame them and call them conspiracy theorists if they're even a little bit hesitant or skeptical to take this? And I do want to say real fast, even the WHO recently, which I understand our reservations about the WHO, they're really corrupt and they've supported China or whatever, came out and said, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine for pregnant women, women to take this vaccine. And they initially were contradicting themselves and saying that it wasn't. And so I think these organizations that people tend to trust are going to constantly flip flop back and forth. And it's just going to add to the general stress and confusion. And that's kind of the point. Like I said, even if somehow miraculously these vaccines are safe, the whole point is to still terrorize people and keep moving that goalpost and saying, oh, you thought you could get this and just come back to society. No, no, you have to wear a triple mask. You still have to do these ridiculous things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Fauci came out himself and said it. He, he said it, you're not, it's not necessarily going to make you immune. Um, you could still be one of those spreaders, right? Um, so still practice your social distancing, still wear the masks, everything you just said. Absolutely. With the shot. Yeah, it's like a dangerous game of Simon Says. They're going to keep pushing it and pushing these ridiculous things until people eventually go, hey, wait a minute, none of this. Because the way they do things is they initially pass rules that have a little bit of plausible deniability to them, a little bit of logic. So people go, okay, I can understand where they're coming from. But even with all the data available about lockdowns or about masks or whatever, even when we have, you know, enormous experience to draw from, they just double down anyway. And then keep pushing the ridiculousness of it, just trying to see who complies and who doesn't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And for those skeptics who think, like, you know, they're still kind of, they're skeptical. You know, they still kind of believe the mainstream and what's all happened and why it's so serious and why they've locked it down. I just want to read a headline in a little bit of this article here. This is a real article. Um, It's from the New York Post, um, one of Rachel's favorite rags, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) This is... Titled, Singing in German Increases Risk of COVID-19 Spread, study finds. This is from January 28th. It's a real article. Um, Singing in a choir can be deadly in the age of coronavirus, right? But warbling together in consonant-heavy German is especially dangerous, new studies out of Japan have found. It's far better, actually, to sing in Japanese, the studies found, because... That language, softer consonants do not propel droplets nearly as far. Wow. So this is good advice here. When singing in German, we advise our members to stand at the maximum distance from each other, advised Japan Choral Association Secretary General Masakazu Umeda, CBS News reported. Singing is already known to spew about three times as much respiratory particles into the air as regular talking does. But three new Japanese studies found that some languages emit significantly more particles. And one of those, apparently, is German. German as for Balton. What do you think about that article, huh? You know, Chris, I would have thought that Hebrew was a pretty guttural language, but what do I know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's fine. I, You know, it's like, again, I think that this is going to keep getting crazier and crazier until people just kind of realize this isn't really to our benefit or even if there was some legitimacy you know to quote Cuomo we'll get to that who cares like <laughs> like, it, yeah. like 
it shouldn't just be about numerically how long people live, but about the quality of their life. If you're if you're just living just to be alive, it doesn't matter as much if it's not filled with friends and family and joy and and the things that really make society worth it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, these these leaders of ours, these so-called leaders are so disconnected from the real everyday person, you and I, you know, man and woman that it's it's just it's ridiculous on the face of it. Cuomo before also was was laughing about, you know, supposed COVID deaths, talking about the people in Florida who were on spring break, younger people, you know, kind of laughing mm-hmm. and, and saying, hey, we're going to party. You know, we're having a good time. We're on spring break. Apparently, one of those people, those teens um, had died, you know, died. And he was on hot mic, you know, just laughing about it. And he was like, yeah, that's what you get. her, her, her. So this is this is Cuomo. These are these people. Yeah. Um, Newsom, any of them. There was a video, by the way. I couldn't find it. I do have a clip that I want the producer to play, but there was a different video where Cuomo was joking that he had spoken with a friend. This was back last year, back in probably March or something, where his friend was a conspiracy theorist and he's saying, oh, he's scared that we're going to have FEMA camps, we're going to have this and this and this, and he's just ridiculous, and I try to calm him down. I couldn't find that clip at all, but it is funny because they are trying to pass a bill in New York saying that if if they suspect someone of having some kind of, you know, uh, contagious disease or whatever, that they can put them into some kind of quarantine camp. And we're even seeing in Canada, by the way, Canada is doing something where any international traveler that needs to quarantine has to be in a specifically chosen by the state hotel, which that person has to pay for as well. You know, it's not enough that they have friends or family they can go stay in. They have to stay in a designated place by the state. So that's incredibly oh, yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. And so people need to look at this and say, wait, you know, why should people only stay, you know, in a place that's designated by the state only? None of this really adds up to logic. And it's completely a war on logic. But um, but I do have a clip, by what? the way. The attorney general of New York wants to investigate Cuomo. Uh, because it was underreported the amount of deaths that took place in the nursing homes, and people were constantly calling him out on it, and he said he'd get back to it or whatever. And eventually, when pressured enough, after saying so many times, oh, this is just politics, he literally just says, who cares? Can we play that clip? Look, whether a person died in a hospital or died in a nursing home, it's... People died. People died. I was in a hospital. I got transferred to a nursing home. And my father died. My father was in a nursing home, got transferred to a hospital. My father died. People died. By the way, the same people are dying today. 96% of the people who die are older people with comorbidities, which happens to be the population that lives in nursing homes. It's continuing today, even with all the testing that we're doing. Uh, If you look at New York State, we have a lower percentage of deaths in nursing homes than other states. 
a third of all deaths in this nation are from nursing homes. New York State, we're only about 28% only, but we're below the national average in number of deaths in nursing homes. But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. And I dealt with the loss of my father. The pain is so incredible uh, and inexplicable. And why and why and why? Uh, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. And I understand maybe the instinct to, to blame or to find some relief for the pain that you're feeling. But uh, it is a tragedy, and it's a tragedy that continues today. What a snake, right? I mean, we're not surprised by the politicians. The only reason I want to bring this up is because it's just to point out even in New York, just as an example, we were told if you go outside, you're going to kill grandma. You have to do all these things. We have to close the schools. We have to do this and this and this and this. And you're selfish if you want your freedom or anything. But basically, he came out and he said, oh, well, these old people were going to die anyway. And who cares? And the whole situation came about because the CDC said if the hospitals get overwhelmed, stick people in the nursing homes, which is I get the logic of that, but it's still really bad. Right. Whatever COVID is or isn't. Obviously, elderly people are going to be very susceptible to whatever, you know, is going around. And so the hospitals weren't overwhelmed in New York. They had the Javits Center. They had all these temporary things built. They weren't overwhelmed and they stuck people in the nursing home anyways. And the, uh, the person in charge, Howard Zim, he's like the, the doctor on uh, the COVID medical staff, whatever that, Co- that Cuomo was using, pushed an order saying you can't. Uh, ask people to get tested before being put in the nursing homes. You can't check their COVID status, right? So the nursing, and they said, well, the nursing homes shouldn't take patients if they can't really handle it. But to be honest, like nursing homes really aren't equipped for this kind of thing. And they're going to want to cover their bottom line. And Cuomo is going to help them through legislation, make them immune to lawsuits and things like that. So they're working together. There's all kinds of, you know, people messing up on both ends. And now you heard Cuomo saying, oh, whether they died in their nursing homes or whether they died in the hospital, who cares? They're old. They're going to die. It's like, well, Cuomo's dad didn't die because of bad policies, right? So he's totally trying to push that accountability, tell people to screw off, say it's political, all these things. The point is these politicians, like we've said on the show, they don't care about you or me or our families, right? They don't care about anyone. And so the point is the mask really eventually comes off, you know? And so I remember that that clip from when uh, Cuomo was talking to people who were complaining about being unemployed and not being able to get their unemployment and him saying, oh, you want to you want help? Go get an essential job. Like it was just disgusting. Right. When push comes to shove, the people are told to screw off. You know, so so even if you tell me anarchy is not realistic or could never happen or whatever, I understand people saying that. But I'm under no obligation to follow the orders of people who don't care about my well-being at all and are going to say terrible things, you know, and pretend it's public safety, which it's never really about that. Yeah. No. 
it's never been about safety or health or any of that. And you yeah. can prove it to yourself very, very easily. I just shared a link in the chat with you if you want to check it out, Rachel. It's from the world, uh, worldbank.org, and it's the uh, medical test kits exported by country in 2018, export and import of medical test kits. And it shows in 2018 how nearly every major you know country that plays on the world stage had imported thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of COVID-19 test kits in 2018. Hmm. You know, just common sense. Ask yourself, why? How? What does that mean? Yep. Right? Yep. And like, it's, again... It's... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and it's like, again, you know, I understand people saying the logic of, oh, pandemics happen in the past, blah, blah, blah. You know, but honestly, this whole thing is so sketchy. It's so suspicious. It's clearly, you know, whether you think it's real or not, like, the whole thing just stinks, right? (laughs) And so a lot of the solutions are the same as the things we've been saying is networking with family and friends, buy cryptocurrencies, you know, like, get a gun, know how to use it, know how to grow food. Because in addition to everything going on, they're going to really push for food shortages, they're going to push for seed shortages. They're going to try to, like, take people off the grid. I mean, that's all coming down the pike. I'm not trying to be pessimistic or a doomsday sayer here. But I think, I really do think that those are the next steps coming. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you more. And if you think, you know, whether you think the shot is going to hurt or help you or be benign, whatever the case is, you have to also look at it from their the ownership point of view, like a Monsanto with seeds and um, the game they're playing with their seeds going over into other farms and then infecting other crops. Now they can sue that farmer because they own that seed. They have the patent, right? It's a GMO. Well, the same thing is going on with the Moderna shots, the Pfizer-BioNTech shots, uh, Johnson & Johnson, others are starting to come out with theirs, AstraZeneca. All these mRNA um, technologies, I, I, I don't even want to call it a vaccine because they don't even call it a vaccine. Go to Moderna's website. Guess what they call it? They call it an operating system. I would I call it a product. Enough. Yeah, it's a product. They're, it's an operating system. They even they say it. They say it works like an operating system. It programs you. It programs you. And what they can do, theoretically, hypothetically, it's GMO. So they can then own their patent, which means they're going to own you, the human being, you know, because you're then modified by their technology that you voluntarily let them inject into you. Think about that one. Yeah, I agree with you there, too, because I know it sounds like a crazy sci-fi film or hyperbole, but this is literally how these people think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they think that exactly. they're altruistic. They think that they're gods, they're altruistic, and it's up to them to save humanity from the problems yeah. that they keep peddling. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're uh, saving. Yeah, like John Kerry came out and admitted that the U.S. doesn't have that many emissions in carbon. It's like, <laughs> well, why are we doing all these things for climate change? And there's always going to be some kind of like existential crisis that the government will tap into. And somehow the solution is always giving the government more money and more power. Absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Tuned. Let me tell you how 
Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. We are back. We are back. 
Thank you for listening to RTR Truth every Sunday on RBN. This is Chris Switzer, if you're just tuning in, the Freedom Ministry. I'm joined by our co-host, Rachel Tobias, and we are talking about the COVID-1984, all of the madness that's going on here in this beautiful republic we call home. Um, over the, the break, we were talking about um, the, the Reddit stuff and the, the game stock, uh, GameStop stock. I should say, and what happened um, with all that. You want to go into this a little bit? Sure. And by the way, thank you so much for bringing up, um, just bring up the case again regarding how altering data can be copyrighted and considered no longer your property. Yeah, just say that case one more time. (laughs) Yeah, uh, before the break, I was talking about how you can be owned by these patents as well, this mRNA um, technology, and it was a case that was recently ruled on um, called Association for Molecular Pathology versus Myriad Genetics Incorporated, and this was ruled in the Supreme Court, and it basically determined that synthetic DNA can be patented and owned. Okay, so GMO equals God move over. I just kind of you know, said that, but <laughs> it's you know there it is. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I love doing this show is because we get to the nitty gritty of how these technocrats think and the moves that they're making and what it what it really means. Um, but anyway, yeah, so some of you might have heard about uh, this whole shenanigans going on with uh, the forum Reddit, which is similar to 4chan. It's just an open Reddit forum. It's not completely free. It's been censored like even the Trump Reddit was booted off a while ago. Uh, but anyway... There's some day traders that just talk on there and they had heard that there was a hedge fund named Melbourne Capital that was uh, going to short the stock of GameStop. And GameStop is just a, you know, um, like a a gaming company that's kind of going out of business. It's been going down the tubes a bit because obviously retail businesses haven't been doing well since the whole, you know, not COVID itself, but the whole response to the pandemic. So basically this hedge fund came along and said, look, we know GameStop's going out of business. We're going to take a bet out saying that their stocks are going to go way down. People on Reddit heard about this, got together. They pulled their money together. They invested in GameStop stock, and they made it shoot up. And therefore, the hedge fund was incorrect on their bet and ended up having to owe all this money, and they're pretty much billions of dollars of debt. Now, we know we know that stocks are manipulated. There's a lot of insider trading. For a lot of people that inside trade, it's worth it for them to get the slap on the wrist Right. A lot of times regulations is just things that big companies can afford to pay. The little guy can't. It's not really there for quality control or to make things fair. It's just there to kind of like the government gets its cut. And, you know, J.P. Morgan, for instance, uh, was messing with stocks in silver and gold and got a slap on the wrist. But if fiat's going down, it's worth it for them to pay that pay that in fiat, but get to keep their gold yes. and silver or whatever. Right. <laughs> That's the game. So yep. the hedge fund was pissed about this. Now, to, to add the layers to this, there were apps, and one of them is called Robinhood, that portrayed itself as the app for the little guy, for the everyday trader that can use it to access trading and everything like that. When this capital group started complaining, Robinhood went ahead and froze people's accounts. They wouldn't let them purchase any more of GameStop stock. So they basically called a timeout, put a hold on all the stocks and everything, and try to reverse course and even force some people who sell their stock against their will. So they came in, you know, look, like, 
I don't think gambling's a good idea. I don't think it's a great thing to do. But people are free to go do a bad idea if it doesn't hurt anyone else, right? <laughs> In a free market. This is clearly not a free market where, you know, look, they made up a bunch of rules. Everyone was following it until a timeout was called and the little guy got screwed over and, you know, potentially lost a lot of money. Although people are trying to hold on to their stock and get it back up. And I think it currently is still back up. But anyway, uh, and they complained yeah. to the White House. And so the White House said, oh, we're looking at it. It's kind of funny because the White House secretary, he said, uh, uh, I don't know. We're looking at this. And by the way, Janet Yellen's a woman and she's in charge of, of the Treasury. <laughs> 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 like, are you trying to say that she's doing a bad job and that you're going to look into her? Or <laughs> And she and by the way. She can't really do much about this, technically, because she had gotten Melvin Capital is owned. Uh, this hedge fund is owned by like this other larger group where she did, I think, City Citadel or something, uh, which Citadel, which <laughs> she did speaking gigs at. So she's not, you know, unbiased and it shouldn't really be getting involved in this. But they're calling to the SEC and saying, oh, no fair and. You know, and think of it like this is one means everyone's been screwed over because of this whole code thing. They've been locked down their houses. They've been given, you know, run into the ground. Unemployment runs out or they can't get a hold of it. They've been told, here's your $600 peasants. And now this. <laughs> so the whole veil's coming off on this. Everything is fake. Unmasking COVID-19. This is the most transparent administration in history. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, 
Call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. EaseOff LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is RTR Truth Media. And if you're just tuning in, again, my name is Chris Switzer. I'm the Freedom Ministry. You can check me out on BitChute. I'm joined by our co-host, Rachel Tobias. You can follow her on Twitter, Rachel D. Tobias on Twitter. She always has something funny and intellectual to say. Um, Usually they're both. I always find her tweets very witty. That's giving me too much credit, but... <laughs> hey, by the way, you. By the way, Chris. So obviously, you know, right on cue with this with this whole Reddit thing. Like, I agree with the producer that I don't. I tend to be very cynical. I don't think this is organic. I hope this is the little guy winning, but I think this is definitely more than that. Either way, you swing it. It was funny because you've got people coming out of the woodwork and saying, "Oh, this is racist somehow. These are not things that are trading stocks. This this is just like." A financial version, I think it was a former chair of the SEC said this, oh, it's mm. a financial version of the Capitol riot or whatever in the insurrection. Right. And it's just funny, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, and, there, you know, there, there tends to be a correlation between people and hedge funds in the financial industry and a lot of, like, Jewish owners, mm. right? And so there's this right. kind of, like, this underlying racial kind of dynamic of this, which I'm not saying every hedge fund person is Jewish or whatever. Right. Um, Jeffrey Epstein included. But it is it's kind of funny because I want to say to them, so are you saying the best way to be a Nazi is to invest AMC and therefore keep the movie theaters alive so they can keep pumping out Holocaust <laughs> films? Because uh, I don't really see what's very Nazi about that. But okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're, they're like, this is the new digital white nationalism. <laughs> uh, what? Like, what? what? What are you talking about? Like it's yeah. Whenever you see the Nazi word, you always kind of gotta look a little deeper and see what they're what they're really trying to cover up or distract you from. Yeah. And and yes, 
I agree also real quick with the, with the producer. Um, you know, there's got to be intelligence organizations behind this stuff. Um, it was very, very organized. Um, it seems like there's a couple factions, you know, playing against one another here is my best guess. Yeah, like I said, if I had to take a guess about this whole thing, again, I'm not trying to downplay any good news, but it does remind me of the Capitol, not because, oh, it's people fighting back, but in the sense of, like, they get their 15 minutes in the spotlight to kind of throw the man on the bus, and then it gets turned around and used as, like, more regulations or call people terrorists or to kind of cut off anyone's avenue of trying to find a way. And, like, if this doesn't prove just how rigged things truly are, they are, if you really want to stick it to the man... I mean, one avenue is to go buy Bitcoin cryptocurrency because, again, and I think even um, on the Twitter, like the subreddit, Twitter, whatever that that discussed this uh, said, they said, well, you're still playing with the bank's money, essentially. You're still playing with their currency. And as long as you're playing with their currency, they win, more or less. So I think cryptocurrency... Alternative means of trade and bargaining, get around, getting around the system, really, because it's just going to keep proving itself rigged top to bottom until people just kind of say no. Exactly. And it, it comes back to censorship and, um, you know, regulation, never regulating, you know, what the, the quote unquote bad guys or the big, you know, conglomerates are doing. It never, ever hurts them. It always makes things more easy for them and closes the barn doors against any newcomers coming to the show, coming to the game, you know, making them making some money. That's what they did back with Standard Oil and the monopolies. You know, they it, they made it look like they were shutting down, you know, that that way of getting rich. And, and they really didn't. They just closed the barn doors, you know, so that the ones who already made it there and divested and did all the things they were supposed to, they get to keep their uh, largesse. They get to keep their empires intact. It's the same thing going on with these stocks, Wall Street, um, everything. And it's just going to censor us, the little guy, and be that boot on our throat. Um, it brings me full circle to an article I just found. I think I posted it in the chat as well um, from MSNBC. It was originally from TheVerge.com. It's Facebook is getting pulled into a fight about the politics of Israel. And what it is, is this article is essentially going to talk about how they are going to essentially equate the word Zionist with hate speech. Okay. The word Zionist. So not only can't you say Jewish, you know, or Jew, you can't say Zionist, you know, soon you're not going to be able to say hat. Um, it's, it's really, you know, just a war on intellect, a war on education, knowledge, information. They want to keep you basically as dumb as possible so that you will listen to their little, um, you know, 10 second sound bites and their news clips and whatever they want you to do, you're going to do because you're so dumb. It just sounds so great. Um, and that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're clearly trying to push people into these silos and, you know, like they're trying to push all the people skeptical of vaccines into one corner and they're pr trying to push people who want to call out this like whole global homo kind of thing into one corner. And, you know, there really is a technocratic agenda and a conspiracy and they haven't been, you know, they, they've been super open about it. That World Economic Forum, their Twitter feed every day keeps posting more and more things that yeah. are so dystopian. That future, well, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. I mean, 
this is that crazy vision that they really have. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really, again, hoping that people, that it just might push them to the point where they have to wake up because there's just not going to be an alternative. Exactly. And what, what Rachel's talking about with the World Economic Forum, uh, for those who aren't really, you know, up on that stuff, um, she's talking about the Great Reset, okay, with yep. Klaus Schwab, um, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, Event 201, the John Hopkins Center, you know, the whole thing. And it's all leading up to this. That's what this whole pandemic, scamdemic has been about. Depopulation and the Great Reset, which is, of course, part and parcel with the Fourth Industrial Revolution that Klaus, Klaus, uh, Klaus Schwab excuse me, writes and speaks about. And it's what Rachel was just saying. They want you to be very happy owning nothing, knowing nothing, but having their stupid creature comforts that are actually spying on you and in some cases killing you softly, and that's the way it's going to be in the technocratic new world order. I do have a solution for people. There's a mix of speakers that are calling this out and refuting this and providing their own solutions. It's called thegreaterreset.org. And that is... Yeah, and so... You know, whether you like these people or not, it's people from all kinds of backgrounds that have their own solutions. One of them is Christian from Ice Age Farmer that I really mm-hmm. like, who talks about crop shortages and growing food and having seeds. And he talks about GMOs and all kinds of interesting games that are going on with the Biden administration that are pushing all these agricultural policies that are paying farmers to basically not create more crops. And also there's a soybean shortage currently going on. And these things are eventually going to hit America. And so, again, I'm not trying to to scare anyone. I'm just saying, like, I really think the system's going for broke. I don't think they care what people think of them, although they will try to have this altruistic, you know, utopian veneer. But they're they're definitely going for it. And so thegreaterreset.org is where you can go find different speakers talking about this and solutions and getting together. So... There is a good, healthy, vibrant network of people who are fighting this. Obviously, never just rely on only other people to fight this. You know, we have to do a lot of things ourselves. But it's good that there is this pushback. And I believe even in the Netherlands, they were burning, like, testing centers and and rioting and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, things I think are still going to keep being crazy and anything that happens just ask yourself the question how does this contribute towards the great reset how is this beneficial Mm -hmm. to the system and how are they going to use this you know to get their dystopian image but we can we can still fight this and i think we should no matter what i agree with you no 110 percent absolutely um they they've already been doing this you know dividing us into these little you know subsections and groups and then calling us, you know, whatever they're going to call us and labeling us, whatever they're going to label us, domestic terrorists, whatever. But there are solutions. We need to see it for what it is, call it out and hopefully educate people, because that's what we need to do is get the consensus, you know, of the masses um, behind us and not behind them. And that that's that's really you know what it is. And I don't care if Trump decides to, like, rejoin the GOP or create his own party or, oh, secretly working behind the scenes whatever it doesn't matter at least not to me like i think Mm -hmm. it's always been on us to solve our own problems and to fight these technocrats 
Yes, and I've always said it. Um, and even Alex Jones used to say it before he became Trump tard. Um, he, he said it, you know, there's you got to get out of the false right left paradigm. Uh, it's the Hegelian dialectic at work. Um, they've been doing this for a long, long time, guys. Um, the, the whole, you know, New World Order was the great experiment. It was coming over to America and setting up the new commercial venture um, for the crown and all that. Um, and seeing if man could rule himself. Um, but they never really gave us a fair shot. Um, I know lots yeah. of people like to think they did, but they put all the tools in place to enslave us, and it's called the Constitution. If you read the document, it is tyrannical in its very, you know, print. And that's what Patrick Henry came out and said it, you know, when he said, I smell a rat. I mean, he knew it. Yeah, and all the system has as a solution is, Oh, hey, there's a woman in charge of the treasury. And oh, hey, we're going to put a black woman on the $20 bill on the fiat currency that is fake and monopoly money and is going down. It's just it's just insulting. You know, they're like, oh, here's a little bit more fake money for you. Like, seriously, they should put on the front of these notes. They should put like uh, the the hands, the fists clenched with the the (laughs) shackles you know, around the wrists. You know, that should be on there like yeah. illuminati world order whatever that should be on there that's what it is yeah and again don't get me wrong i really don't think that bitcoin is an organic currency in of itself it's just that i see it as one opportunity and solution to get into amongst many yeah but absolutely but it, but it kind of the whole point of it is as long as we keep using their currency right like they'll always have some kind of foot in the door control Exactly. I'm just trying to get out of their system as, as much as I can and kind of do not necessarily always the opposite of what they say to do, but to always kind of look at, you know, what the status quo is doing and see if that's yeah. even what we should be doing, you know, in, in all aspects of my life. Yeah. And, and by it, the way, like, I just want to make it super clear. It's not every solution the system gives is bad or counterproductive like he can speak truth it's just the whole point is to be actionary not reactionary don't do the opposite of something Mm -hmm. just because the government told you i mean usually when they title something yes it's usually the opposite of whatever they say but for the most part you have Mm -hmm. to use your critical thinking skills and you have to kind of hedge your bets with a lot of things you know in many ways like the covid virus is it real or not kind of reminds me of a false flag shooting in a sense like it's like well I don't know the definitive answer. I know this is very sketchy and there's a lot of red flags and I definitely don't like the resolutions that they're putting out there uh, mm-hmm. in many ways. So I don't yeah. know if we'll ever hundred percent get like every detail correct, but I do try to be as accurate as possible. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you, yeah. you just gotta, you know, look at stuff for what it is, you know, and, and try to think of things from just the common sense perspective instead of what you've been led to believe your whole life. Um, the television, I mean, I can't say yeah. it enough, killing televisions, people, um, just try it, try an experiment, you know, stop watching it for a, a week, you know, and, and just tell me that your life isn't a little different. Um, I'm hard pressed to believe that somebody's life wouldn't be changed by that. You're going to notice a difference in the way you think you're going to see things differently. I promise you, I challenge anyone to do. And look, the way I see it is always 
reach out to people, always have that channel of communication open if they decide to change their mind. But we can't we can't save everyone. People have to save themselves too. People have to meet you in the middle at least. And this is kind of that dividing point in society where, look, some people are going to head towards truth and some people are going to wait in line to get anally swabbed for COVID. That's what yep. Yeah, and that reminds me, actually. Um, I saw a video of um, a couple ladies who were talking about the COVID-19 test swabs, you know, the nasal swab, mm-hmm. and they had gotten a hold of a couple of them in the package, you know, and they opened them up on camera. And they were showing how the fibers inside the the little um, swab itself, and they had next to it like a regular just Johnson & Johnson Q-tip, let's say, you know, not a, not a test swab, um, mm-hmm. to show you just a regular swab. And on these COVID-19 test swabs, there were what I can only describe as a active fiber, meaning it moved and was, you know, reacted to stimuli like when you went to poke it or grab it it would move it would pull away and it would want to go towards other fibers of it like itself you know like fibers and when she put it next to the regular q-tip to show you like she wasn't you know manipulating it and it wasn't like the camera um Mm -hmm. you could see it you know it was not like the (laughs) q-tip so not only are you you know these tests are not as innocuous as you as they seem or you know um it, it you could be putting things into you, you know, like I've always been saying, yeah. but uh, I thought that was very, very alarming um, to say the very least. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, <laughs> I, I, I think they're just going to eventually tell you to put a mask up your butt. It's probably coming. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there was also the video of the girl walking her dog, you know, behind it, waiting for it to do its business. And uh, it did its business, and she apparently didn't have anything to pick it up with, so she used her face mask, and then she wiped the face mask into the air and put it back on her mouth. No. Yeah. So this is where we're at with society and these people, you know, the, the well, just the blind followers. On that note, we have a caller. Yes. Excellent. Who do we have? Hello. Hi, this is Marcus from Hello. Idaho, right? Yes, it is. Hello, Marcus. How are you Hi. How are you kids doing? Better than the doing lady okay. with the dog do mask. Yeah. Well, um, that's uh, um. You, you know, I was just uh, thinking, um, thinking back. Um, this summer there was a bunch of BLM activists which were trying to tear down the statue in Chicago, um, mm. and they were saying. Um, who do you protect? Who do you serve? While well, they were um, shooting at the cops with uh, fireworks and uh, throwing bricks and frozen water bottles at them, do you remember that? That was that was terrifying. Um, that 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 is the people that we have in our society today. Um, those are our satanic left which are um, trying to uh, run the country. And those are the people that um, Kamala Harris bailed out of jail. Um, But I I would suggest that you take a look at that video because that was was terrifying. I mean, uh, out of all the things that Antifa and BLM did last year, that one out of Chicago 
um, when they were saying, who do you protect, who do you serve, was just absolutely horrifying. I'll check that specific one out, but um, yeah, there, you know, some some of it's contrived and, and less organic uh, than others. You know, there, for example, I've seen them bus in BLM and Antifa, um, you know, to areas that these people aren't from. These areas, you know, and it's not necessarily grassroots. Um, but but yeah, um, there are these elements, of course, out there um, in the name of you know the common man, you know, fighting for justice. But really, you know, we know what they're it's doing. Not- it's all about. Yeah, it's chaos. not fighting for justice at all. I mean, it's absolutely um, satanic and um, at its grassroots level. And uh, that that's that that's what worries me right now is that we have entered the um, satanic realm in America, um, where uh, the Antichrist is about to be um, birthed onto our system, and it, it it's very deeply concerning to me yeah i i appreciate your uh your sentiment we'll definitely look into that video and uh appreciate your call marcus um i know um you know rachel's maybe less um you know she's not a christian per se you know and but but even from like a secular standpoint um the antichrist spirit you know just like having that that spirit of like a, a, a Bill Gates, let's say, or somebody who just wants depopulation and harming people. Um, yeah, that that's just everywhere. You know, you see it everywhere today, whether you're religious well, or not. I still like to familiarize, familiarize myself with religious lenses, even if I don't necessarily practice the religion. Like, I still do think that that's a very accurate way of interpreting things because I think yep. that's what's happening absolutely. Like, a lot of the pro-abortion... Uh, legislation, everything isn't for people's health and well-being. I mean, the intent behind it is a satanic purpose. You know, while I have my own opinions on abortion in of itself in certain situations, I know that the general system's push for things Mm. is not to our benefit or for the greater good at all, like they claim. And so he's right that there is a a satanic left, and they know that violence works. That's why they do it. And that's why the politicians endorse it, because they know that that works and they know that the right tends to follow a particularly structured code of ethics, mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or not. And it's very difficult to fight an enemy that's playing dirty if you, you yourself are trying to fight by the rules. And I'm not endorsing burning yeah. down anyone's building or anything like that. But like, yeah, this is eventually going to be a physical fight um, right. because the solutions are not political. They're not through the system in of itself. You can't out, you can't vote this out and, you know, oh, we're going to impeach it or, you know, clearly it's just going to keep progressing until the people have literally civil disobedience and the system wants a civil war between the right and the left and not against the system that is perpetuating all of these things. So Antifa in of itself, like, does have some legitimate grievances in terms of, the structure of the cops right like there are things wrong with cops and military and those people tend to fight for whoever pays them so like that's a legitimate grievance but these are useful idiots these are people antifa and whatever are useful idiots just serving the same system (laughs) more or less and they're going to be the first people put on the wall when they're of no longer use exactly 
I think you bring up a very, very good point with abortion, especially because people are so blinded by their support of something or a group or a name without knowing what it actually means at its, you know, at its uh, fundamental basis, its structure, like who actually funds Black Lives Matter. And then when you Mm -hmm. look at that and you see that, hey, these are the same people that are behind eugenics, they're behind Planned Parenthood, they're behind the death and abortion of millions and millions of babies. And then look at where Planned Parenthood is everywhere in the country. It's in the majority black cities where they abort children by, you know, by the the masses. And that is what, where's your Black Lives Matter there? You know, do they? Do they really? Where's Black Lives Matter when Bill Gates is experimenting on people in Africa with his different vaccines? Where are they that? Or India. Yeah, they're not talking about it, right? There's no, there's no consistent loyalty to a particular cause. It's more so just this unfiltered violence for multiple reasons that benefits the system, truly. Exactly. And uh, I'm of the belief that they're hiding god um that's what Mm -hmm. i've always thought with the nasa programs and space and that's a whole nother story um but you know the producer just said they're hiding you know and i I always say they're hiding god you know and uh that's it's it's sort of what you know they're just kind of saying that you can be as god guys you know just do these things and you'll be like god yeah and it doesn't matter what religion is in the sense of this system has no loyalty to a particular religion you can call it satanic or whatever but like Mm-hmm. It'll destroy everyone and everything, including eventually itself. So it really, yeah, it really doesn't care whether you're Jewish or not, or you're Christian or not. Like, yes, there are factions that do attack each other. Yes, I'm not denying that at all. But my point is this kind of transcends those labels. It's just going to hide behind whatever label to pursue its own agenda. Bingo. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, this transhumanism stuff is going to be huge this year i see them ramping it up very very big and it's going to be attached to the track and trace the digital um you know certificate and all that stuff and we can become better if we merge with technology yeah and they're going to use the covid pretense of saying well a human's always a biological threat and the best way to take care of that is to remove someone being as human as much as possible i mean i'm not anti-technology but at some point if you look at technology through a strictly practical lens, you're going to have to say that all human beings are just not practical. They're just not efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a place to end the show. <laughs> Absolutely, Rachel. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. I appreciate all you guys listening. Yeah, I don't know if Mark is still there. No, no. I uh, He's oh. been gone. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Enjoy the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the energy planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. 
We took a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. You're listening to Republic.